evolving and growing. Zitavo is seed done right. Always read and follow label directions. It's the Morning Blitz. What is this, amateur hour? Weekday mornings from 7 to 8 Mountain, 8 to 9 Central, on 1025U Rock and the Rocking M app. Back here on a Thursday morning. Glad you're with us on the Morning Blitz. No matter which way you are listening, AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State, 1025 U-Rock online. Just great to have you with us here on a Thursday. Just over 24 hours away from kicking off the high school football season here in Kansas. And we make our final stop of our high school football area previews, visiting with our area coaches. And so we are... We've gone to everybody else. We've, we've talked to everybody, but we saved a head coach of the Goodland Cowboys, Jordan Mosier, for last. And uh, I mentioned before, if you've listened to this interview before you can, it's on SoundCloud uh, right now on our NWK of Sports on SoundCloud. Uh, but this interview was recorded just before the drink scrimmage last week. And there's a good recap of the summer and looking ahead to uh, what to expect here in the 2023 season for the Goodland Cowboy football team. Once again, Goodland head football coach Jordan Mosier, our final stop on our area high school football previews. Coach, been a couple, well, a little over a month and a half since we visited back. It was, I remember it was right before you guys went to Peru for yep. the team camp. And you had mentioned to me that you, you really liked the attendance in the weight room. You liked where guys were going. But it was early in the summer. And as you You've always kind of said before, when you get past the 4th of July, do we have that same number of people come back or do we see some attrition? I was curious, how, how did the second half in the weight room go? Because it is such a vital part, not only in football, but in all other sports, to having success for the coming year. Yeah, it still had a little bit of a drop, but this summer was the best summer we've had in the last three years. So in terms of attendance, you know, we still averaged, our boys averaged just about 39 boys a day, which isn't too bad for high school. And and we had some good numbers the rest of the way, but you know, what didn't drop was our intensity, our intentionality. So, I mean, our main core group of guys that have been coming the whole se- whole summer, they, they continue to show up and work the way they always had. Is there anything that you change being a weight coach the more you get kids in your program? Like you advance them further in different, like maybe it's different exercises or it's different technique. Are there other things that you do advance the athlete further along the more that you they are with you because this is now their you know third yeah. year working with you uh biggest thing is is load you know we'll we'll adjust some things exercise wise just kind of depends you know we picked up some stuff this summer going to a couple clinics myself and then just going okay you know there's some really good stuff that maybe we just didn't know about and so we started implementing some of that and um for for the most part for our kids it's just going okay are they proficient in all of the base things that they need to be proficient in? And can they go to a college strength coach if that's what they want to do and be proficient for that individual? So, you know, we feel like we're teaching them the right way for sure. And, and you know, sometimes it's tough because, you know, we'll have 26 kids in there and there'll be a whole spectrum of kids, kids that have never been in the weight room and, and kids that have been in there all the time. So the biggest time where I think we probably make the most adjustments is the summer. And then we just kind of gradually just continue that on right throughout the year. Talking with your seniors just a few moments ago, asked about the Peru camp, and they both said, you know, we were pretty pleased with how that went, considering we were going up against some very big schools in Nebraska, the Class A, which is almost like 5A, 6A. Yep. And they thought they did pretty well as the coach. That was the first time you kind of got together as a team, and, and it wasn't all entire roster, but, you know, you got together with your main group of guys and got to go play some team football against other teams. 
And that was probably the only time you got to do that this summer. Yep. What did you take away from that? How did you uh, dissect that when it was all said and done? Well, number one, you know, we had about five or six schools there, and I think there was a strong argument that we were the second-best team there, so that was always good to see. Um, Papillion La Vista South is a uh, they're a suburb there of Omaha, and so they're ones that there was no doubt that they were the best team there, and so but but we held our own with them, and you know caught them on a couple quick ones, hit a big touchdown on them, like third or fourth play in, and and so got to build up some confidence there. But it was good just to see the boys move through. You know, we we install our stuff. We've only been together for a couple weeks, and then we're like, okay, well, what's this look like? You know, offensively, it's way more difficult because you know defensively, even if you're not running the scheme exactly right. Well, nobody is, right, because you're right there in the middle of the summer, and, you know, it's a lot of see ball, get ball, and, you know, if you have better athletes, it's, it's sometimes easier on defense. But it was good to see our kids communicate, work through some adversity, be able to watch some film, and, and, and just have a great time away from everybody else. I mean, there's not a single one of those teams that we'll ever see close to here. So, And it's great for team camaraderie, even off the field, yeah, correct? Yeah, for sure. Building that chemistry as a, as a group. And, and each year, even though you keep three-fourths of your roster – you know, you're always bringing in a new group yeah. or losing a group. And so it's yeah. good for building that camaraderie. Yeah, it's, br it's brand new every year. It's almost feeling like we're not completely restarting, but it's almost that type of mindset, right? It's like, okay, this is what we've been doing. Does it still match, you know, what we, you know, what we set out to do? And does it still match our group that we have? So, As you sit here today and you look back to when you're your first year here, do you feel like your program is, is stacking in the right direction? Yeah. So, we, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, going into this year, you know, one of our big standards is we call it brick by brick. And so it kind of ties in with our R4TB and our LEO, what we've been talking about for the last three years. And, you know, essentially just stacking days. You know, it's taking it one day at a time, trying to get better every day, knowing that it doesn't have to be perfect today. Let's be better tomorrow. And, um, you know, with seeing the weights program move the way it has, with having better attendance, um, with having kids that, are growing into that, hey, they understand, you know, what we're trying to push and, and being extremely coachable and asking questions, that's always good to see. And I, I think there were times early within the first year that, you know, we were kind of afraid to ask questions or didn't really know what questions to ask. And, and, and now we're able to have some conversations with our guys because they're like, okay, this is what I'm seeing and, you know, what, what's the answer here? And we're able to dissect that together. So that's been really nice. How have you and the coaching staff, and I've visited with the players about this too, handled these first couple weeks of practice? Because it has been a challenge with the weather. And as a coach, yep. you kind of want your guys to get used to playing in the heat because there could be some hot games in the first few weeks of the year. Yep. But at the same time, you have to have that cautionary tale of not pushing it by too hard. How, how's everybody handled that? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is we've been blessed with a lot of wind, and that's been helping us a ton, you know, to keep our wet bulb temp down. You know, that's what we gauge everything off of is, you know, the humidity, the combination of that, actual temp, the wind, the whole deal. And, you know, it's been able to keep that down pretty good. But, you know, we, we do the same thing. and We have breaks. We take water. And, you know, we're smart about what we do because at the end of the day, you know, heat is a very dangerous thing. And so we're trying to make sure we keep everybody safe. But, you know, also trying to get the work done and be at the intensity that we want. So, yeah, it, it really is a happy medium. And it, and it varies day to day. You know, when it's a cooler day, it's like, hey, we really got to push and get something out of it. And uh, when it's a hotter day, it's going, okay, what can we take away that's maybe not necessarily fluff, but these things are more important and, you know, kind of adjust that way too. How would you say overall the first couple weeks of practice have been? Oh, it's gone well. It's gone well. You, you just When you talk about, you know, we're kind of adjusting defensively yet again, so this is kind of a, a third year, third defense type of thing, but, you know, really feeling like the scheme that we're getting ready to go into is going to be one that we get to stay with for a long time. It's why we chose it. Um, and then offensively, you know, there's been some adjustments, especially having, you know, four brand new assistants and, and them kind of getting adjusted to our program and our kids kind of getting adjusted to them. And, um, 
It's been good. It's been nice having as many returning offensive linemen as, we have, as we've had. That's been really, really nice. And then bringing back, you know, dynamic kids like LJ, like Manny, that, that have been in the program for a while and, and bring a lot to both sides of the ball. You bring up the offensive line. That's probably something that hasn't been said for many years about the off bringing back some guy. And still, at the same time, this is a young offensive very line young. That, that you can still build for the future still. Yeah, very young. You, you have a... You know, Luke Thomas, who's only going to his sophomore year, and he started four games for us last year as a freshman. You know, so him coming back with some experience. You know, Red Irig starting in his entire sophomore year, him coming back with experience. Blair Lennon, Herman Herrera getting some snaps. I just, you know, we, we bring back, you know, four guys who are going to be very, very impactful in, in what we do. So. Well, and, and it matters uh, probably even more when you run the type of offense that you like to run because in order to run the ball, you got to have a push up front. For sure. And if you don't have that, it's really hard to do what you want to do. For sure. With that being said, you know, Manny Gonzalez is going to take over that, that tailback spot. Mm -hmm. And I know he's mentioned that he's had some struggles a little bit with throwing the football. He's been trying to kind of work through that. And he's always been a guy that's played great in space, not always a guy that's, you know, the power runner like you probably would like to see the tailback spot. How have sure. you adapted the offense to make it fit him better so it fits his skill? Because he is a dynamic playmaker, yeah. but he's maybe not exactly built in the mold that you would see that spot to be. Yeah, I, I think for him, you know, it's emphasizing with our other guys is getting Manny to the second level as quickly as we can and then really hitting on, you know, what we kind of teach all of our running backs with him. You know, once he breaks through the first first wave of defenders, we talk about a three-way go for him. You got a three-way go all the time. Are you holding your line? Are you bouncing it outside? Or are you cutting back? So that's something we've really worked hard on this summer and, and then going into this season because, you know, he is so dynamic. So use your vision the way we know you know how. You know, you've got to hold your line to a point, but then once you break through to second level, then see, okay, What's my best opportunity to get the most out of this, right? And so he's done a really good job with that, and he's getting better and better every single day with throwing the football. I mean, it's, you know, it's going to be interesting where, you know, you can be really, really good in practice, and I have full confidence that he's going to be able to turn it on, but when the lights come on, it's a brand-new ball game. And so it'll be interesting to see, you know, how we can build his confidence there, and, and we have some ideas for that and, you know, how he takes it and just rolls it because uh, he's going to be great with his legs. We know that. Uh, we see that all the time, whether it's in the return game or offense um, but you know passing is going to be something that's going to be new not only for him but for people trying to defend him you have two guys that are one would say they're underclassmen but you could say that they could be future college players they're built like it they have the athleticism that like them in red irig and, and lincoln cure yep. how have those guys made the jump from underclassmen to upperclassmen because now it's about now you're bigger than the other than some of the guys you're playing more than you're actually smaller. So yeah. how have they taken that mentally and applied that to this year? Yeah, I, I think initially, you know, they're still kind of playing how they've always played, you know, and just trying to get out of that kind of mindset. I know Rhett and I had a conversation, you know, there in the middle of the summer just going, you know, you could be really talented. You know you could be really talented. It's almost like a game within a game. You know, it's taking it really one play at a time, which is what we've been talking about the whole time up to this point, and just going, you know, you're really talented. How can you continue to go, okay, I'm too good to have stalemates. I need to start moving people and, and making that your mindset. Um, like Lincoln, you know, same thing blocking-wise, but for him receiving-wise is, you know, don't try to do too much. You know, we talk a lot about with him, it's okay to run the 10-yard route, stiff arm that guy to the ground, and then go 60. You don't have to run the 60-yard route and get a 60-yard throw. So it's, it's stuff like that where it's just, you know, play within your means, but also understand, you know, what you bring to the table. 
Last year, you guys made the postseason for the first time in a long time, and, and you want to try to build upon that. How do you go about doing that this year? Well, you know, it starts with Ray. And so we talk a lot about, you know, Ray and Burlington and Lakin have nothing to do with whether we make the playoffs or not. You know, non-district games, but they are crucial to building up the, uh, the momentum that we need, you know, to play two teams that we played in the past and, you know, arguably, you know, should have been more competitive with some of those teams. We were at times. And then playing a Lincoln team that I know we're very excited to go play and, and get them here for homecoming and um, building up to that first Holcomb game. But, you know, it's just staying true to thinking about it one game at a time. I think when we think about it too much, especially with a younger team, it usually doesn't work out in your favor. So it's, you know, how can we be 1-0 every week? And, and that let that be the mindset for us. And I think if we can do that, we'll get to the end of the season and have a great opportunity to be where we want to be. Once again, that's head coach Jordan Mosier for the Goodland Cowboys going into his third season. Thanks again to Jordan Mosier for joining me last week. Uh, We'll have a full hour of pregame getting a set for Goodland and Ray on Friday starting at 5 o'clock. Balance and time. I invite you to tune in, listen to Coach Mosier, listen to Connor Dockery, the voice of the Ray Eagles, and talk about the, the Ray Eagles as they come into this game 1-0 already with the win under their belt. Uh, we'll have the Cowboy recap of the 2022 season. Plenty to get to uh, on Goodland game day. Sponsored by the insurance agency. Uh, kicking things off uh, with the high school football season on Friday. But thanks to Jordan Mosier. That concludes our area high school football preview visiting with all of our area schools and coaches all right we'll take a break come back uh, nebraska football plays tonight against minnesota to kick off their season uh, we will discuss it more with michael brunts that's next here on the blitz